Hi, it's Audrey from the Footnotes Plato, and today I want to talk about 1984 in this midweek episode. Now, I just finished listening to it, and it was honestly amazing. And I really wanted to discuss some of the philosophical ideas that I kind of came across during um, the book. And if you haven't read the book, I would highly recommend reading it. And if you don't want spoilers, I would probably recommend putting down your phone right now and stop listening to this because I I want to talk about it in detail and you know I, I don't want to ruin it for you. The idea of a totalitarian society is presented in this book and that's kind of the basis for what's happening in this book. However to me it's kind of a paradoxical one. Because two sides are presented, in my opinion. Um, The first is that it's a totalitarian society, but the reason for the totalitarian society, unlike all of the other totalitarian societies like um, Nazi Germany and uh, Stalin, um, these societies, the reason for one person holding the power isn't because of some eventual utopia that will come about, like that was presented in um, the societies that I've already said, but actually because of the end goal was the gaining of power. And that was explicitly stated in the book, that the point of the society was to hold and keep power. And this is really strange for me, because first of all, you're like, well, why, how would this come about, you know? How would this happen? How could one person control the whole society when the only reason they're controlling it is because they want power rather than some promised end land? And, I mean, I think mind-washing is probably the main reason which is presented. Um, But also just, it's so contradictory, because then we are like, okay, so it's a totalitarian society with one person in charge. Who is that person in charge? The person in charge is presented as Big Brother. Who is Big Brother? Big Brother isn't a singular person. Big Brother is, in some ways, an an invention of fiction, of something that's simply used to control people. Big Brother has all the power, and yet Big Brother is no one. And another idea presented is that In this organ, in the machine, every single person is simply a cell and does not matter, has no impact or effect. So there are kind of three ideas. It's a totalitarian society which only is only about because of power, yet no one holds the power and no one in the society actually has any purpose or meaning or influence or is particularly important. And that seems so paradoxical to me. I hear that and I read that and I'm like, how could that happen? How is that possible? And also, why are people scared of that? It's a, In the book, it's presented as a very scary, but also a very real prospect that we could come entangled to. But I, I like to think that people are smarter than that. Um, and I am aware that I feel like when... In mass, people become less smart. However, 
I still would hope that as an individual, no society would ever come to that point because it's essentially meaningless. There is nothing, it does not work and it's a complete paradox. But then I guess that's the whole idea presented by the book and I think that's also why the book is so clever because it presents a paradox as a possibility. I also want to talk about um, this idea of the past. And I think that's another really interesting idea presented in the book is what is the past? And Winston, the main character, says that the past is a real thing because it lives in our minds and it, it lives in our memory and it lives in records. But the counter to this is the past does not live anywhere. It's not a physical thing. And if we can change our memories which they end up being able to do. And if they can change the records, then have they changed the past? And at first you're like, well, well, maybe the past isn't real. That's a very weirdly convincing argument. But then you kind of think about it more and you're like, maybe this is backwards philosophy. Because you can make other analogies like consciousness. Where, is, where does consciousness exist? Consciousness exists in the mind. Consciousness is not a physical thing. Can we only say that physical things are real? And everything that isn't physical isn't then real? That seems like an absurdity, and I'm sure some people will go down the path of that's correct. However, I think you have abstract ideas and concepts that are just as real as this table that I'm just because something isn't a physical object doesn't mean it doesn't exist and I think that when philosophy ignores those existences of the physical things then it becomes very nonsensical and Obviously, Winston is taken as a um, as the common sense in the book. What he's saying is common sense, and he presents it as common sense. And also, what um, and what the idea presented by the party in the book is seen as nonsense and as absurdities. But yet, they also feel very persuasive and. I think it's somewhere in the middle. I think as philosophers, what we need to do is not only kind of draw ourselves away from this idea of common sense, because often that can be disproved and rejudged and revisited. However, we also got to make sure that we aren't going into absurdities. Once you reach that point of skepticism, what is the point? Like, you are perfectly welcome to go and be a skeptic and to only view the world um, through a skeptic's eyes and say nothing matters or nothing exists. However, what is the use of that? If I pinch you, will you still feel pain? Um, I, I do think skepticism is a very interesting route. And I do think, um, however, I also think that it can be very dangerous. And that's the same with... Um, the other idea presented in the book that I've previously talked about, the totalitarian paradox society. Both of these ideas seem in some ways like 
they are presented especially by the party as reasonable logical conclusions and arguments and yet as soon as you take a further step and as soon as you dig a little deeper you're like you come to the realization well yes that can be true but also there's a whole possibility that it isn't and if it isn't true do you really want to risk like i've always thought you know i should you should treat other human beings with decent human respect and um and give them their rights and things and you can go down the route of no other no one exists except me and I've, often i've hypothesized that what if no one exists except for me what if i am the only mind i can't prove any other one anyone else has minds and yet if i start treating people as they don't have minds and it turns out i'm wrong the consequences of that are so much worse than if it turns out that um people don't have minds and i treat them with respect and so i i just found the book extremely interesting and i really wanted to share my thoughts on it and how also i thought that philosophy done incorrectly or taken to a practical level how dangerous that can be um but i also wanted to leave you with one question about the past and that is if we all took woke up tomorrow and all our memories had changed of what the past was does the past still exist is the past what we thought it was yesterday or is the past now the memories that we have um and i think that's a very interesting question that i don't think i'm able to answer but i can definitely think about and i really hope that you will think about it too Thank you for listening to this mini episode. I really appreciate it and I hope you found that interesting.